If you're an avid outdoorsman or woman on the go, then odds are good that you have toys and equipment that you need to haul. Aluma Trailers, they've got you covered. Their trailers are built by a hardworking team in Bancroft, Iowa, right here in the good old USA. They have models for nearly any and every hauling need, from ATV and UTV trailers to utility, snowmobile, motorcycle, car trailers, and even fully enclosed trailers like mine. Trust me when I say Aluma trailers tow gear like a dream. Their trailers are constructed out of lightweight, strong, corrosion-resistant aluminum, and they are 100% maintenance-free. Plus, they come with an industry-best five-year warranty. Visit alumakln.com to find a trailer that fits your needs. For everything that gets you outdoors, Aluma Trailers will help you get there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. I'm Laura Shera, your host for today. And we are live in studio, which is um, a fun change up for um, the podcast. And I am here with Perry White. Uh, I'm so excited to have you here, Perry. Uh, Perry owns Excel Shotgun Sports. And we are going to be talking about sporting clays and trap shooting. And um, Perry has quite the history in the world of shotgun sports. Perry, welcome to the Minnesota Bomb Podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. You all, we're so excited that you're here live and in person. It's so much better than, of course, recording um, just via the computer or the phone. So, I um, met Perry. We met at Wyzetta Country Club at the Trap um, area over there, and we had a really fun day. That's a really um, fun place to shoot some um, trap. And I was talking with Perry. You were giving me some really good pointers, which I know I I have some work to do when it comes to my sporting clays um, scores. And, uh, And so we were chatting, and I actually suggested that I would love to hire you as my coach. And you said, well, you know, I have a business called Excel uh, Shotgun Sports, and I know you have a really long history in the world of um, in shooting sports, and I'd love it for you to tell our listeners on kind of a little bit about your background. Well, we started shooting back in the 90s at, you know, just league rounds shooting and having fun. And, and then uh, I kept shooting all kinds of sports besides trap, and then... We went to the next phase, which was back in 2005, they started the high school leagues. So that's when I started, I think the 2007, I started coaching. And that was when Hopkins High School. Okay. And I was saying, I, um, I'm going to age myself here, but I was like disappointed. The, the high school trap shooting sports leagues, um, that has just blown up in popularity. And I'm bummed that I was out of high school by time all that when time that got started because I just think it's a it's so fun b it's so helpful of course to start when you're um, in high school et cetera as far as your ability when you get out of high school and shooting in the field and everything else so um, when you started in 2005 how many students were participating twelve really. Oh my goodness. And today let's give our listeners the, the um, amount of students that are participating in Minnesota state trap. Over 31,000 kids are registered for this year. Can you, spring season. that is incredible. And you were one of the original founding coaches of, of Minnesota state. Not trap, quite, right? but I was right in there okay. about two years after uh, uh, Mark Zach with, uh, with Hopkins started. 
in 2005. In your opinion, what do you think is the appeal of trap shooting for high school students? What's What's the appeal? Well, you walk into a high school lunchroom and you ask if anybody wants to shoot guns and break stuff. (laughs) You get a lot of hands that are raised. I do. All of them. All of them went up. Sure. Uh, The best thing was it was uh, it was another outlet for the kids that weren't structurally built for track, field, football, baseball, and that. Uh, I got a lot of musicians from the band and this type of thing because they didn't want to bend up their fingers or their lips to play their instruments. Sure. So they would come and shoot with me. Very cool. And um, and one other thing, too, that I love about the high school trap teams is that they're co-ed. So girls are shooting against boys, boys are shooting against girls, and and there is no physical advantage when it comes to shooting sports, and that's a really unique um, thing about the sport that I love is that they're, it's co-ed and um, it just the, evens the playing field. Yeah, the, the gals like to be very precise, and I have to work on that a little bit. They, they want to be too perfect. Sure. And I got to kind of get a little wild rodeo type stuff in there for them to loosen up a little bit so they get a better shot. You know, I find with my own personal struggles with shooting is that I am not patient enough. <laughs> so I feel like I have to be, you know, on the target so quick. And then the fat, you know, the less patient you are and the faster you try to move to get to the target, et cetera, I think the more I keep missing. So I'm looking forward to working on, you know, I, in person, like in general, I have a lot of patience, but with that, I feel like I have to get there so quick and I don't know what that is, but. How, how I explain that is uh, most of your shotgun shells are about 1200 feet per second. Your clay target is maybe 40 feet per second. You can catch it, you know, no matter what. It yeah. doesn't matter. And your shot pattern is good out to about 65, 70 yards. You can still break the target. Oh, okay. So when you're working with high school students and beginning beginners when it comes to shooting, what are some of the tips that you give to shooters? First thing we like to do is right or left eye dominant. Then we do a gun fit. And then we go through a little routine I have where you do it by the numbers. You shoot the target by the numbers. You have a pre-shot routine, which is one, line your gun up. Then you do a soft focus out past the house. You don't look at the house where the target comes out. You look out past it. That's a very important tip, ladies and gentlemen, yes, right there. Yes, that one. <laughs> when the target comes out of the house, it looks like an orange streak. When it turns back into a target, in other words, when you focus on it, you don't do anything but pull the trigger because the barrel in your arms will go where you look. If the gun fits correctly, you'll break the target. And it's just that simple. The problem is we have all other things that we think about while we're doing this. And that's when I say when you miss, you're way too smart to be a trap shooter. (laughs) That's good advice. Is that what my problem is? (laughs) Um, Let's talk about gun fit, too, for um, specifically... Well, for men and for women, but um, I've had some challenges myself with proper gun fit. And I have recently, I switched over to um, Siren Shotguns, which are is a shotgun manufacturer that makes um, shotguns specifically for women. 
and yep. I was, you know, cheering to, um, you know, saying hallelujah that I finally found this gun that fits me properly because I was, I have tried youth guns, the compact shotguns. I've had, um, gunsmiths work on, um, you know, on gun fit with my, and I've had some problems with patterning. And once I finally got proper gun fit, that has really, I feel is like a game changer. And I don't think that, um, with women that are starting in shooting sports, you know, a lot of times I can't say a lot of times, I'm guessing some of the time, um, significant others or dads or grandpas be like, here, just use this, use my gun. And that's like trying to shoot with, or starting to golf with like men's golf clubs, right? It's just not going to work. Is that correct? So what are your, what's your advice when it comes to gun fit? You, the best way to do it is have, you can do it yourself actually. If you, uh, if you have a full length mirror, close your eyes, mount the gun, Open your eye, and your pupil should be right down the center of the rib. If it's not, then you add to the comb, the top, or you move it side to side with padding or whatever. We use, like, mole skin. Some people use those pool tubes, swimming pool tubes. Oh, the noodles in the call? Yeah, the noodles, the yes. noodles? Interesting. Yeah, you cut them, and, you sit it, and then you can sand them down, and you can wrap them with some medical, you know, tape or something like that to fit the gun instead of, you know, going out and buying something that's eight, nine thousand dollars is all adjustable. Exactly. Uh, why is that a trap league? Their high school, they're very fanatical on their fitting the guns for each kid. They have a whole they <clears throat> they spend a whole day just fitting guns. I bet they do. Yeah. I mean, that is critical not only if you want to get into shooting sports, but also pheasant hunting. I mean, really anywhere. If you want to have success, and I have had plenty of misses in the pheasant field, I'll tell you that. Um, and a lot of it, I, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, you're making excuses with gun fit. But no, I, it has been a struggle. So um, to be able to have, you know, tips or tricks on what people can do that is obviously very affordable to get a pool noodle and put it, fit it to your gun um, is extremely helpful. Another real affordable way to do it is like what I said, when you have the gun and you do the gun fit in the mirror, then you do 50 to 60 mounts a night, a couple times a week, and that would be by closing your eye, mounting the gun, opening it. If you're right down the center of that bead, that's one. If you're not, it doesn't count. And is that for mind on mind muscle memory when you're actually in a situation where you need to be dialed in either in the pheasant field or in a competition that that it becomes instinctual that is incredibly important that you're practicing outside of before you're in you know in the group of five right yep you have to gun mount is probably one of the most important things that you can do other than you know making sure the gun fits but if you're doing the gun mount even if the gun doesn't fit perfectly if you're doing those mounts it'll be in that same spot every time. So your point of impact will be the same every time. Got it. Super helpful. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. You know, today is a day for adventure, and Cub has all the Nabisco snacks you need to make sure that adventure is delicious from start to finish. Life is just sweeter when you share Oreo cookies on the trail. Also, when you crunch Ritz crackers at the campsite or rock the boat with rich cheese crispers. Stop a cub on the way to your adventure. The great outdoors is calling. 
Be sure you bring the snacks. Hewitt Docks, Lifts, and Pond Two Legs began in a small south-central Minnesota town with a mission to make dock install and removal easier by inventing the Rolla Dock. Well, now the company has evolved to provide everything you might need to improve your lake time. In addition to the classic Rolla Dock or the new Ultra Dock system, Hewitt offers all-terrain staircases, gangways, canopies, and lifts, along with any accessory you might need. Celebrate 50 years of business with us. Go to HewittRad.com to enter for a chance to win a free dock and monthly prizes. Hewitt Docks, lifts, and pontoon legs. Work hard, play harder. You deserve a Hewitt. And another thing that becomes a struggle is when you it hits fall in October and you're and then even into November and December and it's starting to get really cold out and guess what gets added? Layers and layers of clothes and all of a sudden the gun's not fitting you the same. There's a there's a there's a trick you can use for that. Okay, let us let us in on the secret because I'm ready. Because all of a sudden I'm like, I feel like I can't move my arms. I can't get my arms high enough. You know, all those things. Once you mount the gun where your your stock, your forearm, hand fits, move it out an inch. Really? Yeah. That'll Is that pull, simple? <laughs> that'll pull the barrel down. <laughs> Perry, you're making this all sound very, very simple. And I feel like I, when you get out there, you're like, mm, I don't know if it's that simple. It is very simple, except when you try and go through the process. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I forgot this. I forgot that. That's why the practice stuff is very important. And um, what about another thing, too, like when we get into colder months is trying to shoot accurately when you have gloves on and all of that. That can be very difficult and it can also be dangerous in yeah. a certain aspect. So it's very important to spend a little extra on decent gloves or, you know, get the ones with the fingers cut off and then you, the mitts that slide over them or something to that effect because it can, uh, we've had a few unintentional discharges because of people had heavy gloves. I bet. Yeah. I bet. And as long as it's downrange, we don't get too excited. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, but when you're out in a pheasant field, that's a whole nother deal. So well, safety, of course, becomes... When you're trap shooting, you only have one live that's true, gun yes. out of five on the line anyway. Yep. So we're pretty cautious that way. Now, if someone's just getting into shooting sports and they want to give it a try, do you recommend starting with trap versus sporting clays, you want to describe to our listeners what the difference is between the two with, for those people who have not experienced sporting it. Sporting clays can be a little more difficult in certain aspects because of the different presentations of the target. Uh, a trap target is pretty standard, plus we can shut it off so it doesn't rotate back and forth, just you have one straightaway target. Um, it's kind of tough to find places that'll let you shut everything down and just shoot one place, but we do that at our place. And, you know, when people sign up to do, you know, lessons at your um, business, which again is called Excel Shotgun Sports, what is like your process of bringing someone in for coaching and lessons and things like that? Well, we go th probably go through the main thing, you know, eye dominance, see how the gun fits, and then see how they mount it. And then I would take you for, in the middle, 
throw in a straightaway target, and then I move you from side to side. And when you start missing, that's when we start changing things, like where your feet are positioned or something to that effect. It all everything is different. Yes. I can tell somebody. I say you can. Sh- you need to shoot under that target by six inches. Some people smash the target. Others can't get it. Yep. So then I rephrase that. I want you to miss the target by shooting underneath it six inches, and then they'll break it. <laughs> so it's all in your concept of you know the, the teaching part of it is is okay. You didn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. So you have to reword it or change it a little bit so the person that is trying to figure this game out can understand. And there's a certain point, I think, when you're first starting where, you know, after so many rounds of shooting, your brain gets tired. And then yes. it's like anything else, like golf, you know, for me, if I've, I've golfed very little, but when I do, I'm about like nine holes. And then I, all of a sudden I'm falling apart. I'm like, I cannot keep going. So I wish, um, you know, golf would be perfect. It was like 12 holes versus 18. Let's be honest anyway. But with, uh, with shooting sports, it's kind of the same thing. I can feel my mind. It's like this weird mind body where your brain is really working. And after so many rounds, you can, you can feel that you're just kind of slipping it. Things are sliding. We get lazy. Is that what it is? Yeah. Great. I'm lazy. lazy. (laughs) Uh, The first so many rounds, you focus on that target. You're really intense. You're really into focusing on the target. After you break 10, 20, 15 of them, all of a sudden you'll go, oh, this is easy. And then you get lazy. Yeah. The minute you get lazy, you hear the L word. You know, you lost that target. Yeah. Well, then for me, when I shoot and I lose one like that, the next probably 20 have my undivided attention for the, you know, I just... It's just something that I've learned to do over the years. But with trap shooting, if you're shooting 100 targets, you're at 99 or you're at 98 targets straight you haven't missed. Your contention for first place, you drop the 98th target and you hit the last two for a 99. You just went from, you know, contention for first to 35th. Wow. So it's, you know, you, you have to keep that contr- concentration up in that game. And that's why I admire some of these kids with all the stuff they have going on, you know, all the different activities and all of the schedules they're keeping. And you see a couple of kids that come out there and shoot 100 straight targets. That's some very good concentration. That takes a lot. Very impressive. I think it takes a lot to shoot 25 out of 25. I'm like, that is impressive. And you're telling me someone's shooting 100 out of 100? Yes. Yes. Wow. Uh, one of the shoot-offs went 380 straight in that one. 382 straight, and that person took third place. No way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I feel like my body would be a little beat up after that. I mean, there's times where like it, my cheek is a little sore and it's not so much your cheek, you're just your whole body physically after being smacked that many times. Yeah. You are wore out. I mean, you walk back to your trailer or wherever and you're like just exhausted. <laughs> That's so true. And you know, another thing that can happen and you might have some tips on this too is there is, you know, from the recoil that happens from shooting and then 
your body starts to anticipate it. Of course, they call this like the twitching or something that happens before you pull the trigger. And I can feel that coming on in my body. And all of a sudden you're like jerking before you even, you know, have a chance to pull the trigger because you're anticipating the recoil. A flinch. Yes. Flinching. I think mine's a full jerk. I don't know. I'm like, (laughs) ah. Um, But do you have, you know, tips on how to tone that down? Is that just experience and getting used to it or? No, it is. Uh, there's several ways to do that. Uh, one, number one, your, the way your gun fits has a lot to do with that. Uh, I have put washers underneath the bottom of the, the pad to pull that towards your shoulders so the pad is kind of at an angle. So it pushes down instead of up into your face. Okay. That's, that's a cheap way to do it. It's very... The other, the best way to do it is to buy light ammunition, you know, a 12 gauge, one ounce round, 1100, under 1200 feet per second is, there's almost no recoil to those anyway, especially if you're using a fairly heavy shotgun. A lot of your field guns and that are still going to kick a little bit, but that's not quite as severe. That's great advice. Uh, The best way, I think, is uh, to go out and buy a fancy shotgun for clay targets because they have the recoil reducer in the stock. They've got the extra weight. A lot of them are automatics or gas-operated, so they take more of the recoil out. And if you – is there um, a certain sporting clay – I'm sure there is – guns that you prefer, that you recommend, that you like for sporting clay specifically? I had a complete shoulder replacement on my right side, so I shoot a lot of Beretta target guns. Sure. A couple of reasons I like Beretta is they, they chamber for three inch, so you can take it hunting. Yes. Uh, the other thing is Beretta's got a really nice uh, stock recoil reducer, and they are gas operated, the automatics. Got it. So that's that's the one I've been shooting because of the... My surgeon recommended it, and sure. I don't want to go through that again. I bet not. Did the shoulder surgery happen from the amount of all the years of sporting clays for you? No, that was, uh, how do I put it? I was a meat cutter for 15 years. Oh, wow. And then Repetitive I, use? Repetitive use? Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I was, uh, I raced dirt bikes and snowmobiles. Okay. Well, and, that'll do it. Uh, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> And I crashed a Harley a couple times. Oh, yes. Okay. Well. (laughs) Yeah, I had, I wasn't easy on my. A few things, a few things. Um, Yeah, I have to say the, um, I, when I was at the YZ and we were doing some trap shooting, there was another young lady there that she is now instructing. um, I think she just graduated from high school. Now she's instructing other high school students. And um, she's a big siren shotgun user as well. And for women, I, I can't. Um, speak highly enough about um, that manufacturer because I just think they do such a nice job for ladies as far as an option. The Shearer family enjoys spending a lot of time outside. Hence, we care what goes into our environment. That's why we support propane, the energy for everyone. Did you know that propane produces fewer greenhouse gas emissions than electricity generated on the U.S. grid? Propane's emissions are 43% fewer That's a lot. Propane is clean, dependable, and affordable. Plus, it's produced right here in the USA. Let's all do our part to reduce emissions from our homes, cabins, and businesses by choosing propane, the right energy right now. To learn more about propane, the energy for everyone, go to propane.com. 
Hi there, Ron Shera here for Star Bank. If you're putting your money into mega banks down the street, who knows where that money's being used? Bank locally. Keep your money local with a community bank that actually cares about you, your family, your business, and your goals. Check out the bank we use at Minnesota Bound. Try Minnesota's own Star Bank. You can find them online at starbank.net. When you call Star Bank, you actually hear a real living person answering the phone. StarBank has 10 convenient locations around Minnesota to serve you and all the mobile banking products that you need to manage your money. Check out all that StarBank has to offer at StarBank.net. Hey, I'm really picky when it comes to my drinking water, and I have the reverse osmosis drinking water system from Connecticut, and I love it. It takes out contaminants in the water, it removes chlorine, and most important, it tastes great, which is the one thing I'm probably most picky on is how does my water taste. So having Kinetico also means that I use less plastic water bottles, which we all know is a definite bonus for our environment. For more information, visit Kinetico.com to find a dealer near you. Well, I, um, you know, want to first thank you for being here to give us some tips and tricks on um, sporting clay shooting. And I understand too, that you're heading to Wisconsin today to, are you competing? I'm going to shoot, well, uh, a real good friend of mine that I started coaching with, his name is Dave Weiss. He passed away from cancer a while back, and he started a, a little club. We go every Good Friday, we go to a different sporting clay place, and we shoot targets all day instead of going to work. Oh, very cool. Love so it. We've been doing that for, I think, 2010 we started doing it we've gone every year since we've shot in 95 and sunny we've shot in a snowstorm we've shot in rain it just that is dedication <laughs> yeah and today uh, it is blowing snow and the wind is probably i'm guessing well over 25 miles an hour consistently and um you're off to shoot sporting clays Tomorrow, I don't know if we're going to have the same weather or not, but that's impressive. That's what makes it called sporting clays. <laughs> you know, you can't have everything perfect. That's true. I was actually asking Perry when he came in here that I was like, oh, God, this wind is going to be killing you. And he's like, actually, no, it's more fun. It makes it more difficult. I'm like, that's when you know you're an expert shooter. When you're looking for wind that is gusting well over 30 miles an hour to make it more challenging. And for me, it's already challenging enough. Is there um, a sporting clays course regionally that you love to shoot at that's like so fun or, you know, that's just a few of them, but is there one in particular that stands out for you that's unique, different? There's, you know, there's all of them are all the sporting clay courses that I've been to, you know, they all have their unique little deal. There's one in Menominee, Wisconsin that you can shoot in the middle of winter. It's enclosed where you just shoot out in front. It's got heaters and wood stoves and everything going in the background. So you can stand there literally in a T-shirt and shoot in 30 below zero. Very cool. Uh, a lot of other ones, Horse and Hunt. You got the one out in Savage. There's another one there. Uh, I've shot at quite a few of them. And they, like I say, they all have their specialty. Some of them, the targets are better than others. Others, you know. The clubhouses are really nice. It just all depends on what you're looking for. You have to go try them out and see. Sure. If there is a place where, you know, someone's in a position where they're obviously not in high school anymore, but they want to learn um, sporting clays or trap shooting, um, first, where can they find you and your um, sporting clay school? Uh, it's, I have a private course in Rush City that I shoot at and I teach at. 
and uh, it's invitation only. You have to call me, and we would set it up, and then you, we'd meet in Rush City, and then I would lead you out to where the course is. I've got 18 wireless sporting clay throwers and a trap house out there. And heaters. Yes. And what? And heaters. And if it's cooler? No, no Oh, I thought you said you had heaters. Oh, no, goodness. No heaters. Okay. I, uh, we're out in the middle of uh, 192 acres. Very nice. So I've got a, a f- RV out there that we use for an office and a restroom. Very cool. And it's called Excel Shotgun Sports. And can they find you online? Do you have a website or no, no. Facebook? Shoot Excel at gmail.com. All right. Send an email, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn how to how to become an expert sporting clays or trap shooting um, shooter. And um, do you know of any other places that teach sporting clays if, if it's more locally? I think Horse and Hunt has a has an instructor on site. Uh, they're in Prior Lake, Minnesota. Most most of the most of your trap ranges have instructors on site. They usually don't charge anything. They'll just stand there, just go up and tell them that you don't really know what you're doing and you want some help, and they're more than happy to step up and help. Sporting clays is a little tougher because every presentation of target is different and they don't have the whole day to spend with you. Where if you start out with trap, you can walk right up to the line, you know, you can shoot 25 targets in 17 to 20 minutes and then you can get a full, pretty much a full education on how the program works. And then uh, I suggest going online and seeing some of the videos. There's some really good videos out there for shooting. Is there anybody in particular that has great instructionals? Yeah, but everyone is for something different. Oh, sure. Okay. You know, this, Start Googling. This guy, <laughs> exactly. This guy does footwork. This guy does your, your soft focus stuff. You know, this guy does your gun fit. Everyone is, has their specialty, so to speak. Got it. Well, if you want to, again, improve your shooting uh, skills, you can look up Mr. Perry White with Excel Shotgun Sports. One, give our listeners one more time your email so they can reach out to you if they want a good lesson. Sure. Uh, like I said, my email is shootxcel, A-C-E-L, at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by today at the production office to talk about sporting clays. Um, and I am looking forward to our lesson. We're going to get that done this summer. Um, to I'm going to drive up to Rush City and start using my new siren shotgun to see what I can do, improve my skills. Yeah, we'll shoot a couple hundred in the morning and then have something to eat and shoot a couple hundred Excellent. in the afternoon. I'm sure I won't be lazy after that at all. I won't be twitching. I won't be lazy. I won't be missing anything. Might want to bring a driver for the hour home. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, I look forward to it. And uh, thanks again for being on the Minnesota Bound podcast. Hey, it's been nice. Thank you. Also, thanks to our newest sponsor, Oreo and Ritz, as well as Star Bank, Hewitt Docks, Minnesota Propane Association, and Aluma Trailers. Last but not least, don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. Mm-hmm.